0: Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is The HR Mentor. Are you feeling kind of meh or blah about where things are at in your HR career or job search? Not exactly the right frame of mind to market yourself or tackle that next big project. Or perhaps you're just feeling a little bit defeated and deflated due to rejection or some negative feedback you received. As we continue the global battle against COVID 19, so many of us are feeling tired, overwhelmed, and fatigued. And honestly, one little bit of bad news is probably going to be enough to send many of us into a bit of a spiral. It's not the best frame of mind or mood for selling yourself to a potential employer or feeling optimistic and positive about what lies ahead, is it? Well, today I want to help you flip the script a little and share a few confidence boosters that can help you at any point in your career journey. Because confidence in your abilities, your decisions, and what you have to offer a potential employer or your team are so essential to how you show up and the results that you get. Plus, a little confidence can go a really long way in helping you embrace the badass HR star that you are. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately, a fulfilling HR career. When I look back at my over 20-year HR career, my path was anything but straight and well-defined. And I think this is the same for a lot of people. Most careers have ups and downs and twists and turns along the way. You might apply for jobs you don't get. You may have opportunities in front of you that you didn't expect. You may have tough choices to make, and sometimes the rug pulled out from under you. Those are the absolute worst. And while we can't control what is happening outside, we can take care of what's going on inside of us or within us. And sometimes this means we need to take some specific action to give ourselves a little confidence boost to help us keep moving forward. Today, I want to share five strategies that will help you boost your career confidence and get you feeling a little bit better about where you're headed and how you're going to get there. My five recommendations are to number one, take an inventory of your strengths and accomplishments. Number two, ask for recommendations or referrals from people you trust. Number three, dress for what you desire. Number four, do a little pampering for yourself or treat yourself. And number five, do something nice for someone else. I'm gonna break down a few suggestions under each of those and share a couple of resources that can help you. So number one, taking an inventory of your strengths and accomplishments. Knowing your strengths and and looking back on what you've already achieved is not just a necessary exercise to help you prepare to market yourself to potential employers, but it can be a huge step in providing you with clarity on your career direction and your job search. The not so obvious benefits to this exercise is that it can really make you feel great about yourself. So often when we think about our next career move or we start looking at jobs to apply for, we get discouraged because we focus on the parts of roles we don't have experience to support or the listed requirements we can't tick off the list. And this is particularly true for women and people that belong to equity groups. The outcome of this is that you may not even apply for jobs or promotions because you think you don't stand a chance, and that only further weakens your confidence and your abilities. But when you take the opposite approach and really spend some time identifying what you're great at and what you've done well in the past, a momentum starts to build in that direction. You start to notice that there's lots of opportunities that require what you're good at, and you take more chances with your job applications, the projects you say yes to, and the venues you're willing to stand out in. It really has this compound effect. Now, there's a lot of ways you can approach this, but one of the easiest ways is to take your life so far and bucket it into five-year increments. You can grab a piece of paper and on one side of the paper, list those five-year increments. Or if you're more of the techie type, you can make a table or a spreadsheet on your computer to do this. But what I want you to do is go back to the very beginning of your life. Yes, the very beginning. And in each of these five years, list out the key things you learned or developed the ability to do. For example, if you go back to when you were in the 16 to 20 year range, you may list learning to drive a car or a motorcycle, learning to hold down a part-time job, learning to live on your own, buy groceries, manage a budget. Perhaps during this time you developed presentation or leadership skills. Maybe this was through a service club or a sports team or part-time employment or school. Whatever it is you see as knowledge, skills, and abilities you required, I want you to write them down. Then I want you to list at least three accomplishments for each of those five-year time periods. You can have more than three, but no less than three. And it's up to you what you define as an accomplishment. It doesn't have to be something huge like an award or public recognition. So if I look at this same time period I mentioned above, ages 16 to 20, I might put down as three accomplishments graduating from high school, receiving an entrance scholarship to a university I wanted to attend, and figuring out which undergraduate degree I wanted to pursue. That wasn't exactly a clearly defined path for me. I had to figure it out. And it was a huge accomplishment because once I did, I was on a set path and I did feel confident in what I was studying. Now, once you have some notes down for each of these time periods, I want you to look back at the list of accomplishments and learnings and see if any strengths surface for you or there's any themes related to strengths. For example, you might write down leadership or persistence or perhaps something more tangible like strong computer skills or communication skills, whatever rises to the surface for you that you can link to strengths you might have. I want you to do this until you come to your current age and put down as much detail as you possibly can. Once you're done, take a highlighter and highlight your strength words or phrases and all of your accomplishments. Then you can take these and write them down on a separate piece of paper. You could use a colorful post-it or make a Canva image with all of them listed. Be creative if you feel like it, and it doesn't really matter how you capture them, just that you do it. Then I want you to keep this nearby for the days or moments when you start to doubt what you have to offer an employer or your team. You can also use this information in a very practical sense and update your resume and your cover letter using the strengths and accomplishments that you've identified. This may also help you determine what your next career move is. Focusing on what you're good at and the amazing things you've accomplished is so important to building a meaningful career, and it allows you to make a positive impact regardless of where you work. Another way you can go even a little bit deeper with this is to take a strengths assessment, such as the Clifton Strengths. It used to be called StrengthsFinder Finder or Clifton Strengths Finder, it's provided by the Gallup organization. And you can take this assessment online for a very reasonable rate, and it will give you incredible insight into your strengths and how you can use them in your career. Even if you feel like you know what you're great at or you enjoy, this can be wonderful confirmation. I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode so you can access their website pretty easily. Or if you purchase one of the books associated with the Clifton Strengths, you'll get an access code to take the assessment. So if you like to read, that might be the way to go. There are different options for individuals, for leaders, and even for teachers. So I encourage you to take a bit of time and really uncover what your strengths are and make a big deal about showcasing them somewhere where you're going to see them. So Let's talk about a few other things you can do to boost your career confidence beyond identifying strengths and accomplishments. My second suggestion is to ask for recommendations, referrals, or references from someone you trust. Now, it might sound a bit contrary because there's a risk of someone saying no to you, but that's why I specify, ask someone you trust. Start. This exercise by making a list of people you've worked for that were or are happy with your work. Coworkers you get along well with, professors you built solid relationships with, coaches who supported you, teammates on sports teams or in community groups, group projects that you studied in class or you undertook in your workplace, Make a really solid list of all the people you've had interactions with at work, school, or in the community that you believe might be willing to put their positive perspective into words. Now, I think the perfect place for these recommendations once you've collected them is on LinkedIn. But you could also just keep their feedback in an electronic scrapbook or paper file to review when you need a bit of a boost or collateral you can use during an interview process. For example, a common interview question is, what would your former supervisor or boss say are your strengths? Bam, now you have a quote that you can use without all the uncomfortable ums and ahs. Or you could give an example of how you handled a difficult interaction with a client or customer which is also a common interview question, and follow it up with a quote from your former coworker who said that you were always so great at staying calm and not getting flustered when other people were upset. Now, when you make the ask for a recommendation or referral or a reference, be specific about what you're looking for. For example, let's say you identified one of your strengths as communication and the roles you're looking for require that which is so true for HR roles. When you ask your former coworker or leaders if they can write you a short recommendation, make sure that you let them know that you would love it if they could focus on your communication and relationship skills. As somebody that is often asked to write recommendations or be a reference, I always find it super helpful to have some clarity on what the person's looking for or the type of role that they're applying for. Now, I do recommend that even if you keep most of these to yourself or use them in the interview process, I do recommend that you get a few of them on LinkedIn because potential employers will look at your LinkedIn profile. I know this because I've done it when I'm sourcing candidates for clients or colleagues. And especially if you're seeking new opportunities and actively applying for roles, you definitely wanna have a strong LinkedIn profile. But even if you aren't, this is where recruiters will come when they're looking for candidates for their clients. So even if you aren't actively searching for a new role, they may find you and having a few solid recommendations on your profile is going to make you stand out. Now, just briefly before we move on, I mentioned referrals as well. Referrals can be another booster if you're looking to learn more about HR roles or perhaps a role different than yours, and you're struggling to set up informational interviews or make connections. If you already have people in your network who are working in the HR field, or you know people through associations or networking groups, maybe ask them for possible names of people you can connect with. It doesn't mean that you have to conduct an informational interview with all of them, but just adding a few more relevant contacts to your network can be a boost to your confidence, and it can come in handy down the road. Building a professional network is a critical aspect of a successful HR career. So these reach outs and requests for recommendations, referrals, and references is a healthy part of building your career. And even if you're shy and it makes you nervous, you may not believe this about me, but that is me, it will get easier the more you do it. And that in itself will boost your confidence, both in the short term and over time. If you need proof of this, listen to part one of my interview with Dean Lempers. Dean was a former student of mine, and in our conversation, he shares how he was very shy and how he overcame his fear of networking, which I might add, ultimately led him to his first HR role. It's very inspiring. Okay, so my second suggestion for boosting your confidence is to gather recommendations, referrals, or references, either to keep in your back pocket to remind you of the good work and contributions you make, or to lift up your LinkedIn profile or expand your network. Or if you're feeling better, do all three. Okay, my third recommendation for boosting your confidence is to dress for what you desire. I don't know about you, but since the pandemic began, my quote-unquote work outfits have severely deteriorated because I'm working from home. Comfort has truly been the name of the game, and there's nothing wrong with that. But wearing sweats, yoga clothes, and pajamas doesn't exactly make me feel the most confident. Whenever I teach my classes or I have meetings where the camera's on, I put work clothes on because it does make me feel more professional and more aligned with what I'm doing. There is a lot of research around the feelings generated by our outward appearance and what we wear. So the next time you feel yourself in a bit of a slump, Head to the back of your closet and put on something a little more professional, a little more dressed up, and even if you have nowhere to go, wear it anyway. I know we're meant to be staying close to home right now, at least in our province of BC, and we can't go to restaurants for the next few weeks, but you could still put on a nicer top and pants to go to the grocery store or even to just take a casual stroll in the park. I promise getting out of your comfy clothes alone for a few hours a day will automatically boost your confidence in yourself. My fourth suggestion is to take a bit of time to pamper or treat yourself to something nice. It doesn't have to be an expensive pampering or self-care, but if you've put off maybe getting your hair cut or colored because hey, you aren't going anywhere anyway. Maybe it's time to get that done. I know I always feel better after a great haircut or some fresh highlights in my hair. You could also treat yourself to a massage or or for our male listeners, you might wanna get a shave at the barbershop complete with hot towels and a head or neck massage. Whatever makes you feel physically good, but is something that you maybe don't do often and is a bit of a treat for you, Indulge. If you want to try something a little different, if you haven't before, try floating. It's a really cool experience that can be soothing, relaxing, and it's great for both your body and your mind. Or for those of you that aren't big on being touched by other people, and I know there's some of you out there, maybe pamper yourself with a fancy dinner ordered in, or your favorite bottle of wine, or do both. The important thing is to find something that makes you feel special and taken care of. When we nurture ourselves and we take care of our physical appearance and the way we feel internally, it helps us feel more confident in our abilities. And yes, it is okay to do this for yourself. All right, My fifth and final suggestion for boosting your confidence is to do something nice and helpful for someone else. When we experience a dip in our self-confidence, it's often associated with feeling like we have nothing to offer anyone else. And the quickest way to shift this is to show ourselves what we do offer by giving it away to someone else. Go back to your list of strengths and see if there is something there that other people can benefit from. It doesn't mean you need to engage in an ongoing volunteer commitment, but it could be as simple as recognizing that maybe you have strong writing skills, and maybe you have a coworker that's taking a course and they're having trouble with a written assignment. You could put up your hand and offer to edit it for them or give them some feedback. Perhaps you have a knack for and an interest in cooking or baking. You could make your favorite cupcake recipe for a friend or coworker and drop it off at their house. Or maybe you're really great at creating cool PowerPoint presentations and your coworker isn't. Offer to put their slides together for them for a presentation. The important thing is that it's aligned with one of your strengths, not what you choose to do because when you align a gift or an offering to somebody else with your strengths it's going to make you reinforce your positive beliefs about what you have to offer your workplace, your community, your family, and future employers. And this can be a really huge boost to your confidence and give you the motivation that you might be lacking to keep pursuing your career goals and your desires. So Find something nice to do for someone else, make it aligned with your strengths and your abilities, and revel in the appreciation that you will most likely get for doing that. Okay, let's wrap up. So my five recommendations to quickly boost your confidence are, number one, take an inventory of your strengths and accomplishments. Number two, ask for a recommendation, referral, or reference from someone you trust. Number three, dress for what you desire. Number four, pamper or treat yourself. And number five, do something nice for someone else. And if you can align it with your strengths, it's that much better. One bonus suggestion that I would be remiss not to include, and you've probably heard it from me before, is to continually check in on any of your limiting beliefs and shift them where and when it's needed. If you aren't sure how to do this, be sure to check out episode number two of the HR Mentor. I walk you through a three-step process to do this. You can listen wherever you hear The HR Mentor, or you can go to my website at www.unicorngroup.ca forward slash episode two. There's even a handy worksheet to help you, as well as some show notes that will guide you through the process. Of course, you can check out the show notes for this episode in the same place, as well as find a link to the Clifton Strengths assessment website. I really hope that even if you're having a bad day, a bad week, or feeling a little down on yourself, that engaging in some of these suggestions is going to give you the boost that you need. As always, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of the HR Mentor community. If you have any feedback, I would love to hear from you. You can leave a rating and a recommendation on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or on my LinkedIn page. See what I did there? All right, have a wonderful day, a great week. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye for now.